for a few moments. <coughs> a couple of moments of discussion of the din of Rosh Hashanah. The Nakud of din. Right? It's called, Rosh Hashanah is called Yem Adin. Uh, why is it called Yem Adin? So, the most simple reason that it's called the Yem Adin is because the Ran brings in Rosh Hashanah that on Rosh Hashanah, man was created. And on that very same day, he sinned. And Akhajibokh judged him on that day. And he came out innocently. He came out innocent. So being as that he came out innocent, so Akhajibokh said, okay, so I'm going to judge your children every year on this day, and they'll come out innocent, you know, I guess to an extent. So this is the Kesher of the Yom Adin to Rosh Hashanah. Certainly according to uh, one Mahalach. And, uh, you know, there, there are various approaches of how to look at the Yom Adin. One is, of course, uh, fear and trepidation, right? Not everybody likes that approach. Yeah, that's a little... Uh, yeah, Aaron calls it Litvish, a Litvish approach. Lakewood. Uh, that I, I don't think I don't think that's I don't think that's uh, precise. I don't think it has to do necessarily with you know. I think I think today anyway the Litvish and Hasidish is so close together you can barely discern the Litvish of people are Hasidish and the Hasidish of people are Litvish and but nonetheless. Um, even we find in Sefer Ezra and Nehemia that it says over there that the people were told go eat and with Simcha your food right and we do a lot of things like for instance it says in Halacha that we're supposed to take haircuts on Erev Rosh Hashanah and we put on nice clothes we don't put on our finest clothes Right? If we have finest, finest, finest clothes, we leave them for, let's say, sukkis or yomtiv. But still, we wear, we don't wear our dungarees on Rosh Hashanah. And uh, the reason being is that we want to show HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we're batuach, that we're going to be zoich In other words, we come in with a very, very good attitude. Right? That, that Hashem is going to be mzakos. So one of, the, one of the things I think that adds to the good attitude, and which is a very, very important thing to pay attention to on Rosh Hashanah, is that it says in the Mishnah that kol every person in the world, they go in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu one by one, one by one. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is able to really he doesn't need to concentrate one by one, you know what I mean? But we do go one by one. But HaKadosh Baruch was able to, you know, make a din without having necessarily to go through the painstaking uh, of one by one. But there is this concept of one by one as well. And being as such, I think it's an amazing thing. And to me, it's very, very uplifting to think, true, HaKadosh Baruch was judging me. And true, it may be that it's not so pleasant to be judged by a Kaddish Baruch because he knows the truth, boy. He knows everything about us, yeah? On the other hand, 
the, the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes out from his busy schedule and he's got galaxies and Milky Ways and he's got earthquakes and cyclones and he's got a lot of stuff that he's got to do. He's a very busy God, you know what I mean? And he takes off from his busy schedule to pay attention to little old me. And I have that moment on Rosh Hashanah that I'm alone with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And finally, finally, we come to the point of, you know, like it says in Chazal, also the Gemara says, Lama Adam Why was man created single? Man was created alone. Why was man created alone? So the Gemara says that the reason is because that a person should always say, The world was cre- created for me. So that's very, very uh, uplifting. You know, to think that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is interested in me, 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 me. I'm the one that, that takes all his interest. So that, that's a fascinating concept that's very, very thrilling, you know. And so with the din of Rosh Hashanah, it also brings with this beautiful, fun, uh, exhilarating feeling of uh, closest to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and how important my Kesher is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's something that's not to be taken lightly. You know what I'm saying? Now, one of the things that receive uh, discussion in, in the Tfilos of Rosh Hashanah as a result of the fact that it's Yom Hadin is how and what exactly do you pray for? And there's a very, very big uh, tumult about this problem because in the Holy Zohar uh, probably more than one place even it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that the people that come in front of, of me on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur and he says like dogs and they, sell, they come and they say have, have, give, give give me this and give me that and give me that and give me this like so it's said in a very, very low... It doesn't seem like HaKadosh Baruch Hu likes it so much. You know what I mean? Uh, what do you mean, give me this, give me that? Like, what have you given me? You know what I'm saying? You're, you're lucky I keep you alive and you're breathing on two feet, you know? So that, that would seem to very, very much dissuade uh, our asking for private bakoshas. But there are a lot of people out there, especially women, that they can't control themselves. You know what I'm saying? They have to ask for this, and daven for me, and daven for me, and daven for my cat and my dog, and I, you know, I need this, and I need that, and I need the other, and all the other things. So the, the upside, the upside of it, so I personally, I'm just sharing now, I'm showing you what's out there. I myself, I don't, I never ask anything on Rosh Hashanah. Because I'm too, I'm too uh, dissuaded from doing that by, because of that Zoyer, you know. And furthermore, being as, being as Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, it's the time that we're trying to be Mamluk HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? So my sole interest in Rosh Hashanah, I'm interested in one thing, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be Melech HaKola Oretz, if he's going to be the king on the entire universe... It'll be okay. Everything will fall into place. Right? So I don't have to ask, 
In other words, I'm willing to forego my personal needs. Like, is it going to be good for me when Mashiach comes? I don't know. Maybe I'll be out of a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? I won't have to teach. Maybe I'll, I'll be out of a job. Or maybe when Mashiach comes, he's going to take one look at me and he's going to see, you're a fool, you know what I mean? You've been fooling all those guys in the Beit Zion, and they think you're a holy, holy rabbi. But I know the truth about you. I know that you're really a Scrooge, you know? So I don't know what Mashiach is going to be good for me, is going to be not good for me. I don't know. But I know one thing. It's good for Hashem, Right? Because that's that's what's going to bring Vahay Hashem Lamelech Al Kolaret Vayay Maui Yeah Hashem Echad Shmei Echad, right? The the Mashiach is good for Hashem. Hashem's Malchus, the fact that Hashem's Malchus is recognized in the world, that's good for Hashem. So I'm willing to put away my my measly uh, needs for uh, the benefit of the greater cause of Hashem. So that's how I daven on Rosh Hashanah. I think that's very appropriate for the chazan also, being that I'm the chazan, right? I think the chazan should be, you know, totally focused on the main thrust of the day. You know, the main thrust of the day is what it says in the tefillahs. You know, when you say, Avinu malkeinu, kosveinu b'sefer panazavachalkola. So there, they gave us a chance to daven for our own, right? Or we say, b'sefer chayim, brocha v'sholoim, ufanos ha Right, So you could think about those close to you that need a shidduch. You could think you could think about those close to you that need to be blessed with children. You could think those close to you that need to have a baby. They're pregnant and they're having a baby. That everything should go well, you know. So there's there's places. Not a lot. Not a lot. But there's a little bit that you could stick it in. You could fit it in over there. But my main focus is. Uh, I'm telling you honestly. And not because I think that I'm a big fish or something like that, but that's how I really feel. Thank God. Thank God that's how I really feel. The Balei Musa say that in today's day and age, they say, Yom Adin is so, the din of the Yom Adin is so, so great. And, and, these, and these people feel the need to be able to articulate their their requests, right? So if if they don't articulate their request, it's Kailu they're not recognizing the fact that it's Yemadin. So Mamela, it's good that for uh, for us on our level today, it's good to ask. You know, you need things, say so ask for them. Right? Because otherwise, it, 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 it's going to give off the impression that you don't recognize the importance of the fact that today is Yem Adin. So that's why they say that it's okay, or maybe even better, right, to ask, right? But I myself, I'm just telling you that I myself feel very, very comfortable. I'm just giving you the school, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you what's out there. You know what I mean? I myself, for my personal avoider, I'm very, very comfortable to go the other way. And I don't think that I'm lacking in any which way in thinking that it's Yem Adin. I know that it's Yem Adin. You know? And I know that if somebody is, uh, if anything happens to somebody today, he, he blew his nose now, right? It was already Nigs on Rosh Hashanah last year that he's going to have a little bit of a cold two days before the next Rosh Hashanah. I have no doubt about that. That's like, you know, ingrained in my head. So I don't feel that I'm insulting anybody, you know? But you certainly have, have who to rely on 
if uh, you know, if you do ask, and Hashem should be makabel all the tefillas, berachamim, and I'm going to say, Baruch Hashem, we spoke yesterday about the shofar. We have a very powerful uh, tool, and even when we don't have the shofar, we have the Shabbos, and the Shabbos. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, could you imagine how Hakadosh Baruch Hu has nachas ruach when he sees that we don't blow shofar? Because maybe, 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 maybe somebody's got. Do you understand how crazy that is? That's such a mysterious nefesh. We know the shofar is our main. We know that the shofar is our main tool, and we're willing to forego it because we want to. Because we want to. Uh, be true to Shabbos in the greatest way. That itself is also a tremendous uh, reason for to appreciate our avoid of Shabbos on Rosh Hashanah and to grant us a happy and healthy new year. Thank you very much. We'll do that also.